Hey, this is T. We are so excited to welcome you back to season two of Yay Dude. This is our Hey Dude rewatch podcast. You know, that Nickelodeon show from the late 80s, early 90s. You can find it on Paramount Plus for streaming or you can purchase it on Amazon or iTunes, which I, I don't actually know if they call it iTunes anymore. You go to your Apple TV or whatever and buy it or stream it or pay money to see it. It's fantastic. And especially season two. We do share some clips and quotes from it for commentary purposes. Criticism, I mean, barely. It's perfect, but we love it. And we love you. And thanks for listening and enjoy season two. All right, that should work. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jess. Welcome to Yay Dude. <laughs> it's a Yay Dude. Nope. It's a Hey Dude Rewatch podcast with Jess and you are Teresa. That's, That's true. how we introduce season two of a podcast. <gasps> oh my God. It's season two. It's season two, which actually premiered uh-huh. Exactly one week after season one ended. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Why did they Um, even call it season two then? Because they got rid of Cassie. I think that's the entire reason why was so that did you notice in the um, in the in the intro? She wasn't in the credits. No, they the before they had uh, Buddy and Cassie. In a single shot at the very end. Yes. And in this uh, in this new updated version that aired on um, October 13th, 1989. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, a pretty big glow-up shot for Buddy, Josh Teigl. These credits are so long. They're so long because the, the song is so <gasps> good. He looks grown up i know it looks like he got a whole couple months older (laughs) his new cassie is that skateboard (laughs) look out cassie there's a new dog in town its name is skateboard that's a great dog name by the way skateboard (laughs) i love it so much isn't that good that's a very good dog name i was looking at dogs on the humane society page today and um their names were all stupid, and I want you to be in charge of naming them now. Well, it's skateboard. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, I should put my kid in charge of naming. He's so good at naming stuff. Do go on. Well, he's got he's got all sorts of stuffed animals, and they all have amazing names. Started with Biscuit and Two Biscuit, and then uh, and they just branched off from there. He's got Cuts the Carrot and a twin brother, Habs the Carrot. He's got a octopus that's named Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very good at naming. He has a dinosaur named Cookie Recipe. Mm-hmm. And it, that name stuck. Yeah. It's hard what? to say. Well, and then he has a, a newish one called Mustard Face. And he said, and I was like, oh, that's kind of a long one. He's like, yeah, well, his nickname's Ketchup Face. (laughs) There you go. It's not a good nickname. No. It's very confusing. Oh, and a dog named Dog. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, though, because you mentioned October uh, 13th. 
which was mm-hmm. the air date of this. Very good uh, research on going back to see when the last season ended. That is silly. Yeah. Um, It was a Friday. Friday the 13th. You know what? Mm-hmm. What? That may have been the Friday the 13th that I broke my ankle at Girl Scouts. <gasps> Friday the third Friday, October 13th, mm-hmm. also known as Black Friday, because there was a mini stock market crash that day, oh. 1989, um, because there was like a failed merger or something of <laughs> airlines. So way to fuck it up, <laughs> airlines, just like everything else. Hate that airline. Uh, I should bleep it out in case you want to sponsor this show. Yeah, you probably should. Can we talk a little bit about more more about what was happening in that era? I just yes. found a great TV website called my90stv.com. So um, cool. my90stv.com. And I was watching commercials for a little while um, just to see what commercials were like around that era. Um, so these are from 1990, not from 1989. Um, but Well, it's very close to 1990 at this point, October 13th, which I just do want to say it's, it's October 18th, 2022, tonight when we're recording this. So we're kind of like we're right, right there with them. Synced up. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you some questions. I have two questions for you. Okay. How much do you think a large Domino's pizza cost in 1990? Mm. Here's the thing. We order a lot of Domino's. And the menu price is always exceptionally more than the price you should actually pay with a coupon. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say $5.99. You win. Yeah, I know my nice I know my work. pizza prices. All right. Mm-hmm. And what about a Maytag washing machine? Oh. Oh god. I 599? 299 on sale <gasps> at Circuit City. <gasps> for a washing machine? Yeah. Wow. You could just What's... have a washing machine for 300 bucks. What's that in today's prices, though? Probably like $3 million. I was actually looking, and it seems like a sale Maytag is in the five ninety nine range. But you can sure pay a whole heck of a lot more if you want to. Yeah, you can. But we have a lot more bells and whistles. Yeah, we do. We do. All that scent, the sensors, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We've got 30 years more technology to, to those babies. <laughs> this episode is called Loose Lips. Mm-hmm. And, they sink um, ships. Did you know that? That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, these first four episodes are so competition based. They are called Battle of a Hundred Dollars. Mm, that one's that's a good one. I'm excited. Our little champion and mm-hmm. bunkmate battle. It's gonna be the most battly um, this, times. Yeah, this whole show was really I think they did the competition episodes were better. So they probably just, when it was Graham Yost's turn to write, you know, and it got back to him, mm-hmm. it was like, well, let's do another competition. <laughs> this episode isn't exactly competition. The The synopsis is dust flies at the bar none where Ted, when, can I try it again? No. One take. Remember, this is <laughs> Hey Dude we're talking about. <laughs> that is a good rule of thumb for that man for us. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dust flies at the bar none when Ted and Melody inadvertently tell Brad and Danny's most embarrassing secrets. <sighs> so embarrassing, too. There's nothing inadvertent about it. No. It's entirely advertent. Vertent. It is so vertent. It is vertent as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They just are the loosest lips in town. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so this one was, uh, I, you know, it was okay. It was the season premiere. But now that you say it just was like the very next week, I think it's it's fine. Um, <laughs> I am really looking forward to next week's, though. I do recall that that is a good one. Yeah. Uh, all uh, Battle of the Sexes style competition. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this one, though, opens with Ted Melody. Oh, wait, I guess I could, we could press play. I don't well, have to just remember it. Before we go there, do you yeah. want to take a little trip to the etymology corral? Yes, 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 uh, yes, 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 Thank you. Um, we had a special request. <gasps> um, one of our sweetest, most lovely listeners um, was wondering about the etymology of bar none. Oh. Yeah, right? Yeah, you, why haven't we done that one? Yes, tell me. What do you think we, about it? Do you know anything about bar none? Okay, I'm going to guess. Um, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Um, none is spelled N-O-N-E, so it's not like a nun, <laughs> like a Catholic church nun. Correct. So none meaning zero. So zero uh, bars, so it's a place where you don't have cell service. You are so close. Ah. You are so close. It is defined as with no exception, Ooh. as in barring none, mm. nothing more. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you about where it came from, because this is just a whole genre of the world that I didn't know anything about. And it made me super happy. So we first see the phrase bar none in a in a book which is a sensationalist novel, which is a whole genre from Victorian England uh, that has to do with revealing how shitty the lives of women were. Oh, yes. Like crime, passion, and and sensuality all like comes up in this, um, in this genre. Um, and the woman who wrote this book is called Mary Elizabeth Braddon. She lived from 1835 to 1915. And the book is that it first appeared in is called Ladies Mile. Ooh. Would you like for me to read you the the line? Yes. Your Aspasia is the greatest picture that ever was painted, bar none. That little bit of slang escaped poor Flo's lips in the midst of her sentiment, but the painter was too deeply moved to be cognizant of the vile phrase which concluded his daughter's enordium. He took her up in his arms and kissed her tenderly. His daughter? Yep. Scandal. Uh, I don't know. I could not get a read on what the rest of this book was about. Um, but I thought it was fascinating. That is so it was a it was a hip bit of slang. This makes me feel like we're in a Lolita kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> With the kid letting um slang out of her mouth. I'm listening to Jamie Loftus's Lolita podcast oh. and it's so good. Is it? Um okay. 
Yes, recommend. Okay. And Aspasia, just for what it's worth, was a fifth century badass scholar lady um, who was much maligned. And in the comedies, they totally just thought she was a sex worker. Interesting. Who is the author again? Mary Elizabeth Braddon. Mary Elizabeth Braddon. 1866. And what is the... Do you have a synopsis of the book? Like, what's the plot? I could not find a synopsis. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. Well, there you go. It's got a um, creepy dad. Creepy dad? I mean, that's what I loves- picked up on, right? He, like, was a creepy dad, right? Or was he just... You're my daughter, Smooch. He could have just, yeah, been like, my daughter loves my paintings, and I am going to scoop her up and give her a big old kiss on the forehead. Smoochy smooch. Yeah, I get that. I give smooches to my kid. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that she is such a nice daughter. So that is your etymology of bar none. So the bar none ranch is the best bar none. Obviously, that's what he made on it say on his rock sculpture that they could see on the International Space Station. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not a nude ranch. Nope. It's a dude ranch. It's a dude ranch. And it's a, there was some interesting stuff in this one. Let's, let's I, shall we are you pre- Yeah, are you ready to hit yeah. some play action? I mean, right. only if we can have a longer extended scene of the very first part with this man with very short shorts just walking. So short. I Do didn't you- notice it the first time, but right before you started to <laughs> he keeps going. <laughs> right before you said that, I was like, it just hit me. Come back to me later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you come- think that's Eddie Hammerfink though? That's Is what, that I was what you're gonna thinking? Say. Because I'm just ready for this whole episode to circle around to this short shorts man. I'm ready to circle around to how he is described. <laughs> yes, he walks into walls. Not even he just walks into buildings sometimes, which I assumed meant like through the door. <laughs> you, know, you know that guy who walks inside sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. Eddie Hammers think uh, he's a real beach muscle guy. He's a real beach muscle guy. I bet that was him right there. Okay, so Jess, once again, Ted and Melody are walking together outside in this lovely. I mean, it's the best ranch in the West, bar none. And uh, Ted tells Melody, "I found this interesting that there are uh, some guests are returning, and they, you know, those two bays they love to ride. He's going to get them mm-hmm. ready." Yep. Bays, I looked up, are, do you know this? Do you know what kind of a horse a bay is? They're like a chestnut colored horse. Yep. They're just a regular looking horse. <laughs> <laughs> they're reddish brown and they have a black mane and tail. So like yeah. the horse. <laughs> so good thing that Ted described so, so accurately these very unique two horses that he's going to get ready. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate this cold open? Hate it. I hate bullhorns. Mr. Ernst has a bullhorn, and I hate bullhorns. Oh, my God. And it's a minute and 30 seconds of bullhorn. There are quite a few things in this episode where I looked at the timestamp, and I was like, yeah, that went on a minute and 30 seconds too long. Yeah, there's a lot of fluff in here. Uh Uh-huh. 
pulled out all the stops for that season premiere. Um, <laughs> yes, my notes my notes on this section just say bullhorns suck. This is not good for a guest ranch. Mr. Ernst is a dumb dumb. He's such an He's idiot. Rude. He got this bullhorn so he could yell things at them from across the ranch because everybody loves that when you're okay. paying money. Did you notice Buddy in this episode? Just in that little, like, his back there. Yeah, he leans his back in for a second. Okay, but here's the question. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Ernst is yelling, um, Ted and Melody, mm-hmm. oh, with his bullhorn. And Ted looks around and is like, you don't think that could be? Could it be? Does he think it's God? I was wondering the same thing. Like, of course, it. Of course, it's your dumb ass boss. I mean, it, it sounds, sounds just like, him, like him, and it's a dumb ass thing to do. Who else would it be besides, I guess, God? Right? Is yeah. that what they think is happening? I don't know. It was all dumb, and I hated it. And I yeah. think maybe if you're seven, maybe it wouldn't be so dumb. Uh, I don't know. I hate bullhorns, so I was ready for this to be over. Because then it starts making the music and he can't turn it off and the guests come out and are curious what's happening. Of course, they paid a lot of money for this. They don't need to be hearing that. Can I just say one thing? Yes, please. Bullhorn? More like bullcorn. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh yeah, so we finally we got through that and Jess, I hate to say this, but I did. I skipped the credits when I was watching this. So you're all right. There that little last horseshoe that flips is just a singular buddy. Buddy no Cassie, she's gone. But they still have in the in the end credits, they still have critters of the cinema. Maybe that's just for Sylvester the horse. Yeah. Yeah, we do Aww. have Sylvester. So I think I was right. I think she panted because she wasn't going to make it. I think that she got fired. You think she was just too hot? <laughs> yeah, I think and that they were just like, nah. I nah. They didn't have to keep putting her in the scenes, though. That's kind of on them. So I hope she had a nice life in the trailer. Maybe she kept getting paid. That That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all I really think we need to say here. Are we done? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's get to the... (laughs) Done with it all. Well, let's get to the part after the credits where Brad comes out looking like a... Just a radiant angel with her cup of... Oh, my gosh. Cup of joe. She looks so pretty on this morning. She is happy until... Melody delivers her mail. Melody actually does know how to deliver mail. Brad opens it. But the, was it the envelope looked like it was already open. Yeah. Well, you know, Melody doesn't have any qualms about opening <gasps> That's mail. true. She does open people's mail. So Brad is real dismayed to find out when she pulls out whatever her mother sent her that it's pictures of her most embarrassing experience in her entire life. Mm-hmm. And Melody cannot wait to get her hands on these pictures. She is being a real brat about it. She's like, grabby, grabby. And Brad's clearly like, fuck off, dude. And she just will not let it be. She won't. She's not being a nice friend. And I forget what I said before about her being the nicest friend. She's not. 
your friend doesn't, your Brad doesn't want to show you these pictures. Leave her alone. And then she goes yeah. and like steals them out of her hand. In this scene, they're on the interior of the girl's bunk. And you can tell they did a little redecorating in between seasons, mm-hmm. which I put in quotes. They've got a brand new flamingo poster. So cool. It feels very Golden Girls. That's the vibe I got. Very Golden Girls. I think maybe they just went down to their local, like, St. Vincent de Paul and picked up whatever they had. The boys have a poster of of Jose Conseco. Ooh, uh, cool. That is pretty cool, too. Very sporty. And we find out that these photos are of this chicken costume that Brad had worn to a costume party that wasn't actually a costume party. Yeah. And it's the most mortifying moment of her life. She wore a chicken costume. Yeah. And it wasn't a costume party. Have you ever accidentally worn a costume? No. Have you? No. No. That's a really big miscommunication. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like there would have been a moment. I always... Because this trope happens, right? But I always feel like there's got to be a moment when you can, like, kind of pick up on the fact that nobody else seems to be walking into this party in a costume, that you could probably get away without your entire school seeing you. Right? No. Her mom dropped her off. She probably was early. I mean, look at her. Well, if you're early, then you're standing there in the middle of the gym and like one kid walks in and they're like, oh, no, is this not a costume party? Or that kid who's not wearing costume will think that he fucked it up and he'll go get a costume. And now it is a costume party. (laughs) Um, You know, as a high schooler, this probably was pretty mortifying. I'm sure it was. But she is just so embarrassed. Yeah. And can we talk about her dick mom who took pictures of it and then sent him to her right like, here i miss you you're gone she, she's from gross point michigan you're all the mm-hmm. way in tucson we're several time zones away from each other and here's some pictures of your most embarrassing moment love mom yeah she and melody have a kind of cute moment where they're just like moms and roll their <laughs> eyes oh yeah which is kind of like well I guess maybe mom thought it was an inside joke now. Maybe. Time. Well, and I'll say moms always think their kids look cute in costumes. So mm-hmm. anyway, she she begs Melody never to tell anybody this embarrassing secret. But guess what Melody does? She basically marches straight over to Ted. And she <sighs> pretends for a minute that she's not going to tell him. And then he tries to tickle the secret out of her, which, no, you hey. don't tickle secrets out of people. No. Can we also just please talk for a minute about how traumatizing that fucking move is that he pulled on her? Yeah. He did the thing where he, like, do you call it the goosing? Like, I what don't is know that, that move where you, like, go, like, t- tickle the sides of, like, yeah. squeeze the sides of a it's human, like, so right not at the okay. hips? Yes. Like, I remember that was a big thing in elementary school. And I, it made me want to kill people. Like, I, I felt murderous rage in my heart. I have never heard that term. But watching it, I had a visceral reaction. Yeah. It is not okay to do to somebody. No, that is the worst kind of touch. It's super salty. Like, it's got a real... And that's just, like, how we rolled. Was that a big thing when you were a kid? Like, was that how teasing happened? I don't remember anybody doing that to me like at school or anything but you never know i don't remember that 
it I would have freaked out. I absolutely hate being tickled. I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's so it's not great fun at all. It is like just below pain. And then he doesn't let go of her and she's like hopping up and down and he's holding her by the waist. Yeah, fuck you, Ted. I don't like nah, it's not Ted though. It's I mean it is Ted the character. This is a something that the directors and writers told this teenage boy to do to this other teenage girl. Yeah. Don't do that, Graham Yost. No. Or whoever wrote this one. No, this one was not a Yostian production. <laughs> <laughs> but it took one one second of that, and then she said, okay, I'll tell you. And then Ted immediately tells Brad. Mm-hmm. Who it makes in. fun of Brad about it. Yeah. Melody would not hold up well under torture. She should no. not. She should not try to join the CIA. Not as not even as a prankster. But they do hire a lot of CIA pranksters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the most common position there. Yeah. Brad is super pissed at Melody. She should be. Not that mad at Ted because they all say like, well, we expect this out of Ted. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, he gets a pass because he's all because he's always an ass. He gets a pass. Yeah, and then Melody reveals that Ted has also has told her about Danny's <laughs> pooping and <laughs> his over pooping. What? What is he, he said? Say? He said he over flooded. He over flooded <laughs> Mr. Ernst's bathroom. Yeah, not just flooded, but he over flooded <laughs> it. Over I feel like that's redundant. <laughs> uh, it Flo- really flooding, is flooding is by definition over the amount yeah. that is acceptable um <laughs> he felt sick to his stomach at the idea yeah. of other people knowing this which i do not blame him that was actually a really good one that's more embarrassing to me than wearing a chicken costume absolutely don't you think but also i think that there's something really sacred about um I mean, do you have a poop friend? A friend who you, like, talk about poops with? Don't we? Do we do that? I think that we have, yeah. We have a yeah. pretty good comfort level about that. Yeah. I, think I mean, I guess with- now that I have a child and a husband, I mean, we talk about poop so freely because we have to. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's good to have a poop friend that you tell your embarrassing yeah. poop stories to. Yeah, it's I not embar- like- First of all, it's not embarrassing. It's your bodily function. Yeah. No, and there should be somebody in your life who you are able to talk about these things with, especially yeah. when it is like, you know, it the got to process that trauma. And you hold those sacred and don't go telling other people about your friend's poop. Right. That's a good point. That is a good point. But Clogging up your boss's toilet with your giant poop would be pretty fucking embarrassing, <laughs> especially if it overflowed. And then I love the idea that then he just bolted, like he just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is probably my favorite thing about Danny at this point. So Danny is pissed mm-hmm. at Ted and he's throwing hay mm-hmm. at him. I had a question um, for you about that. So they split yeah. off now. Melody and Brad go off and Ted and Danny go off and you can see both of them arguing different scenes. But <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Ted is getting hay thrown at him. 
presumably by Danny, mm-hmm. who's inside of a building, and Dan and Ted is outside of the building. But who do you huh. think? <laughs> Sorry, this building is called the Hay Shack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep all the hay. <laughs> did you notice that it says Hay Shack? I did. Oh. I went back to look because I thought it was going to say like boys bunk, but it's the Hay Shack. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking like the way that they filmed this, I'm sure it was not actually Joe Torres throwing that hay at David Lasher. I bet that there is somebody because it was like a very point of view type of so it had to been coming from where the camera was so is the camera person throwing it at the i just like the who's throwing it at him do you think and that would have been so fun i would sure love to throw some hay at ted I know. I was thinking, like, you should sign up for that. Yeah. It's a scene where he gets hate in the face. I love this shot, though, where it changes from hay to laundry midair. Yeah. And you can see that now now Melody is being the target of uh, some some throwing wrath. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because Ted had just been like, I bet this Melody is not getting stuff thrown at her and then boom yes she is yep she's getting laundry fied in the face <laughs> and uh they are asking pleading for forgiveness yeah they for a couple of people who aren't very nice friends they sure expect to be forgiven pretty quickly mm-hmm. yeah i mean they, it just happened yeah it's a it's not a good way to handle your your anger throwing things at people Give them the silent treatment. Yes. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like an adult. <laughs> Just be passive aggressive at least. So Brad and Danny kind of pretend that, okay, yeah, you're right. We'll forgive you. And then they go rendezvous to come up with a plan to get back at these two f- secret tellers. Yeah. Yes. And, and I thought it was a very good plan, but I also really loved that the rendezvous point was a bell tower. Yes. Bell tower makes a grand entrance in the new I season. Know. So that, though, must not have been like there's it would have been extremely excessive if the set designer was like, let's build a bell tower for this 20 second scene. So that must be, have been on the ranch. And I would assume it's probably still one of the buildings that's standing. Yeah. I'd like to find out the history of that bell tower. Me too. They upped the production game on this one. Yeah, the sound. I had no complaints. The sound was way better. I went and checked the credits to see if there were any staffing changes. We can talk about that in a minute. But, um, yeah, so the plan is, and they cut away before we actually, so the big reveal happens in real time for us as the audience because we don't exactly know what the plan is. But we do know part of this plan of getting back at them <laughs> is going to involve Eddie Hammerfink. Okay, you know Eddie Hammerfink, right? The guy who walks into buildings. That one, who is a guest, <laughs> who sometimes walks inside of buildings, that guest. Yes, we all know Eddie Hammerfink. Not <laughs> to be confused with Eddie Good. Not to be <laughs> Eddie Good also walked into buildings, though, sometimes. Um, Do you think anybody had a crush on Eddie Good? I mean, I kind of did. I mean, didn't we all? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I have an important note in my notes at this point, and it is 
there is no way to make this writing good. Um, yeah. No, this is stilted and awkward. And I, they, this whole episode, they really are trying hard to make this writing sound natural and like things that teens might say and do. Mm -hmm. But none of this is things that are remotely plausible. No. And it really does show in I, yeah. I don't know that a child would pick up on how bad this is. Well, we hadn't really gotten to the point in our lives yet where we were all gossip all the time. Yeah. So it's just probably maybe believable when you're younger to be like, uh oh, we're all going to be telling each other secrets about muscle guys and middle names. God, you know what's something I don't do anymore? Hmm. Really? Gossip? Yeah. I just don't really give a shit about other people enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's faded a lot from our conversations. Because yeah. you are yeah. definitely the person who I gossip with the most. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to be a really bad gossip. We I used to do it a lot. I know. I also remember this point, I don't know, it was probably 12 or 13 years ago where I was like, I don't think I want to be friends with people whom I don't like. Like that was some <laughs> sort of revelation. Yeah. But I kind of stuck with that. Now I don't really have so much to gossip about. Every That's once in a while, I get a couple beers in me. I'll have some stuff to say about some people. But usually it's not anybody I'm friends with. No. No. In fact, it's never somebody I'm friends with. I don't talk shit about my friends. No. Because they're my friends. <laughs> and That's how you know how they are friends. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I like them. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. Gossiping feels bad. It does feel bad, and like I it, think Melody yeah. and Ted should feel bad here. This was mm -hmm. mean. Yeah. We're on Ted and Danny in the bunk, and Danny is really making the shit out of his bed. <laughs> <laughs> Danny is going to tell Ted a secret. And Ted's pretending that he does not care because he's a new man. They're yeah, he and Melody are both brand new people. Yeah. They have who don't care about secrets. No. No. Don't care at all. Mm -mm. But then Danny just lets it spill that somebody has a crush on Eddie Hammerfink. Yeah. And all that sexy walking into buildings he does. Yeah. yeah. Um he just mentions that it's some female staff member. Mm -hmm. And he won't tell him who. And Ted has to pretend like, oh, yeah, well, I don't really care who because I'm a new man. And I'm definitely not going to go tell Melody. He definitely is, though. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, so, yes, Jess, I think you did a lovely job summing that up because I also had to go back and look. He really did make the shit out of that bed. So then we skipped to Melody and Brad. Similar situation here. Brad <laughs> has a little secret that she tells Melody that she doesn't completely tell Melody. She said she was glancing at a staff list and noticed that one of the boy staffers' middle name is Aloysius. And Melody thought that was hilarious. She wanted to know who, but not actually. She didn't really want to know who because she's changed woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I... Went and looked up the name Aloysius, which I've heard, obviously, before. Yeah. But you don't hear it generally attached to a person at this point. Mm -hmm. It means famous warrior. It is current, uh, as of last year, it was the 3,984th most popular name. 
in the United States, which is up from a 5,082nd most popular name. So not very popular. Um, Can I tell you something? Yes. Okay. So there was a man that I once knew who told me or somehow I was led to believe that his middle name was Aloysius. And a decade later, I told this fact to a mutual friend of ours who told me that it was a lie he made up. (gasps) I love that. I love those little tricks. That was a very good trick. And I'm very, very curious what other tricks they played on our me. Friend, our friend Steve one time told us that we had been pronouncing his last name wrong. And <laughs> he was like, it's actually. And he told us. And we're like, oh, no, we're so sorry. And so we started calling him by that, like, from then on. And years later, he was like, no, I was just kidding that time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that joke. It was, a, it was a very good joke. So now, we obviously, we still call him by the, the fake last name. Talk about doing surprises. That's a good one. Can we skip this part? <laughs> Let's skip where, the whole... Oopsie. Where Mr. Ernst is wiring the oh ranch for loudspeakers, yeah. and he hits his head, and then he, like accidentally makes a phone call yeah it's dumb why would you hook it to the telephone line i don't think you just attach a speaker to phone lines and then when it rang i said did red shorts but scratch your answer because i don't know whose voice that was yeah it must so maybe that's maybe he's the phone operator but yeah let's basically skip that because it's stupid and i don't like loud noises yeah I think that was my main issue with the bullhorn and with the speaker. I don't want to hear things louder than, can we talk about, didn't Obama try to get something going where commercials couldn't be louder than the show? Yeah, I thought that was supposed to happen. I I know, did it not? Because I, talk about a bipartisan bill. I mean, I absolutely, who wouldn't want that? It is outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. People with in. The year 2022 that you can just blast a commercial at people, that is, oh, my God, I hate loud noises. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> then we're in a, in a in the lobby with Ted and Melody, who decide that they can't tell each other the secrets, but they can certainly do some charades about them. Yes, and watching charades in real time is very boring, and this charade session started at 18 minutes and 6 seconds, and it ended at 19 minutes and 38 seconds, so that is over a minute and a half of watching charades. No. That we already knew what the answer was. This is bad editing. But can we talk about the words that Melody rhymes with dumb? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I really... Which are bum... Mm -hmm. Come, flum, gum, stum, scrum. Mm-hmm. Before she gets and to I, sum. For, because it, it was part of the word someone. Yeah. Oh, my I God. I just really wish the first word had actually been come. Yeah. <laughs> the bum come is pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then immediately followed by flum. Flum. Not a word. Yeah. Not a, I guess you're right. Neither is stum. 
Hmm, bad job, Melody. I like Scrum though. If it was yeah, Scrum, that was a I got a secret about Scrum. This technical project management. So, but then when she finally she she realizes after she guesses guesses the uh, what the correct answer is of the secret that the secret is about her. She's the one who has the crush on Eddie Hammerfink. She's the oh, one who can't stop boy. watching him and his short shorts walking into buildings. I think that that's who that, that was. I think that was sexy, sexy Eddie Hammerfink. He would, if you notice, he did walk into a building in the opening scene. Do we see him do it? Yes, that's he awesome. walks into a building. I really those- thought this whole episode was going to be about him since that opening was like on him and his short shorts. Can thinking back. On a previous episode, when I think it's Melody who says about Ted, hormone alert, the actual hormone alert is Melody. She is always crushing on She's somebody. got all the crushes, except for she when she so demures from the man at the mall. So she finds out, and then and then she, Ted asks if he needs to do charades to guess her secret, but she said no. And turns out... The secret of somebody's middle name is Aloysius. It's Ted's Theodore Aloysius McGriff. Such a fine name. He's pretty embarrassed about that name. I don't see why. And nobody needs to even know your middle name. How? I mean, you have a, a lovely name. Your entire That's name true. put together is fantastic. Thank but, you. Yeah, who, who uses their middle name all that often? Just Theodore A. McGriff if you need to. Sounds great. My notes are that it's so stupid nothing like this has ever happened ever (laughs) and then the ending is super dissatisfying (laughs) yeah what do they just say like well now you know how we feel okay and then they make a promise a vow to never tell a secret again that's nobody can do that no you can't never tell a secret again right sorry but the the oh excuse me where you maybe because it's how you yawn. Were you too empathetic? Um, Sam yawned when I yawned tonight and made me feel really good about myself and oh, about him. You mm-hmm. didn't raise a sociopath. I know. I remember the first time he did that. Did I tell you about that? No. When he was a baby, I yawned and he yawned once, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> yeah, I was so relieved. Anyway, good. What were you saying? Uh, sorry, that ending was dissatisfying, but then there's this like cold ending where Mr. Oh. Ernst is given up on his, you know, speakers. And so he gets these walkie talkies, but it turns mm-hmm. out they're on a police line frequency frequency. Yeah. And they yell at him and he has to. Uh, well, I mean, that's what you get for buying walkie talkies out of the trunk of a car. Yeah. And he throws them in a garbage can, which just kind of seems wasteful. They just switched the channel. And he keeps trying to do the cool lingo. So he's like, Roger. Ten. And he does say, ten, what does he say? 10 WD-40. WD-40, which was funny. <laughs> but I thought because he said that stupid thing, that at the end when he says, Roger, Roger Wilco, that that was also some stupid not real thing. But Roger Wilco. So we all have heard Roger and like over and out. Mm-hmm. Wilco. In this kind of communication talk means like, yep, I'll do it. Can do. Thank you for knowing that. Um, Sylvester was in this one. 
Yeah, great horse. Yeah, I think he's officially probably been in more episodes than Lucy. That could be true. Yeah. I think Lucy only appeared in six out of the 13 on the last season. They couldn't let her put her back in this one like like Buddy got to? Yeah. Why couldn't she lean in in the beginning? It's rude. Uh, that's very rude. Yeah, have some respect for your castmate. Well, maybe she got demoted after she didn't decide to play with Employee of the Week. Yeah, that's possible. Um, speaking of demoted, um, <laughs> I think, so as far as I could tell, because you you were correct, the sound in this one was vastly improved. It was so much better than season one. So I thought maybe there had been some staffing changes. I do think probably not having a dog panting was helpful. Yeah. Um, but they, it was generally the same staff. I was think I was looking at post production mm-hmm. audio mixer was Randy Day. The audio engineer was Bill C. Frazier, and the boom operator was Bobby Ticillo. But this is the one difference that I noted when it came to kind of the sound stuff. Mm-hmm. Season one was also Bobby Ticillo. But there was also a guy named Ben Minot. So there were two boom operators. And I was thinking maybe Ben Minot sucked so hard and it was his fault. I wonder. Like maybe he just, he was the one taking the mic and putting it on the ground and he was diddling with their Doing some very experimental sound work. (laughs) Maybe he had a cicada in his pants. Then they murdered him. I'm going to go ahead and blame Ben Minot. All right. That's the only difference I could see. Yeah. Um, But if you're listening, you want to come on the show, Ben. And defend your butt. Defend yourself. Because at this point, all of America blames you. (laughs) All of America's listening, right? Uh, Yeah. That's definitely true. I love this show and I love you. And I don't have anything else to say about this one. It was fine. It was absolutely entirely fine. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed learning about Aspasia. If any of y'all want to get at me um, on our Instagram to chat Mm -hmm. about her and her. She I would love to know what your scholarly Aspasia. Yes. Nice. I liked learning about. I didn't really learn much. Did learn about the name Aloysius. Which means what again? Famous warrior. Yeah. Famous. Famous. Yes. I mean, there was a Saint Aloysius. Oh. And I don't remember what his deal was. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, Italian Saint Aloysius de Gonzaga was an Italian aristocrat who became a member of the Society of Jesus. <laughs> um, oh, oh, you know what? Uh, while a still student at the Roman College, he died as a result of caring for the victims of a serious epidemic. St. Aloysius de Gonzaga is the patron saint of young students. He was named the patron saint of all Christian youth. Oh, well, and bl- bl- bless him. Patron saint of plague victims. Oh, we could. I bet he's around a lot these days. Probably been really hanging in there with us. Thanks, St. Aloysius. And thanks to you. And thanks to you, Jess, for this wonderful rewatch. What do you think um, Danny's up to? 
Joe Torres is up to. Oh, uh, Joe Torres watch? Yeah. Um, Could have flooded, a, over flooded another <laughs> bathroom and just stuck in there. Can't get out. God, I hope that is not Joe Torres's fate. I hope not too, but maybe maybe he just had to go off the grid because he was just so embarrassed about over flooding somebody's toilet. <laughs> well, God bless you, Joe Torres. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. That's a that's tough. See, sometimes it's just not what are you gonna do about it? You just, just have to flee the entire grid. Just get out of town. <laughs> Sam says that a lot to us now because it, it's from Perfect Strangers, but he'll be like, get out of this city. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Oh, did you watch any troughs? I did not see a single ding dang trough. I didn't see a single trough either. Hmm. Looked pretty dry out there. So we're still at three, three troughs. Three Three troughs. All right. Three troughs is better than none. Oh, yes. Thank you for being my friend. I love you, Teresa. Oh, rate, rate and review. Oh, follow yeah. us on social media. Uh, email us. And um, I did talk to a friend of the show who we called out on uh, the last episode. And she has been doing some research for us into Robert Morning Sky. So more to come. Ooh. Yeah. This is it's really it's exciting. good. She also it. felt similarly as me that. You can only read so much of that before you get a goopy brain. (laughs) You just gotta know which aliens did the pyramids. The lizard ones. Right. Not the horse ones, but those are real too. Yeah. And the bug ones. We all know that. There's the bug ones, the lizard ones, and the horse ones. We're dealing with the lizard ones. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I love you. I love you. Good night. Bye for now. Joe Torres, you also. (laughs) (laughs) Great podcasting. Great job.